Nashville Predators shake up the lines again ahead of tonight's game against the Calgary Flames. Plus, Phil Tomasino, what's his deal? Is he destined for the AHL yet again? We'll break down his start to the season today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start with a special hello to our loyal Locked On Predheads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys. We appreciate the support you give us week in and week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penley Bucks Radio. I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kibble. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. All right, Preds take on the Calgary Flames tonight in Calgary. A, another hitch on the road trip. Yes. Uh, we're getting closer to hockey back in Smashville. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about what the Preds can do to beat the Flames tonight. But first, let's talk about who's going to be on the ice for that game. And uh, the Nashville Predators, uh, according to Max Hers from uh, 102.5 The Game, uh, the Preds are, are doing some small tweaks. Yeah. Line combinations uh, ahead of their game against Calgary. Uh, uh, the top two are, are pretty familiar. Uh, Forsberg, O'Reilly, and Iquish, Sherwood, Novak, Evangelista. No changes there. Uh, and then some small tweaks uh, to the third line. Yakov, Trenton, Colton, Sissons, and Yuso Parsonen. Gets bumped up to third line winger. He's been playing really well. He's also had a, a little bit more ice time uh, in in that role over the past couple games, uh, and then a, a sort of a revamp of the fourth line: Liam Foodie, Michael McCarron, and Cole Smith. Andrew Burnett getting away from kind of that like younger, skilled fourth line and moving more into sort of the the gritty defensive two way fourth line that we're used to see in the past couple of years, Anne. Yeah, and I wonder how much of that, if you look at the Edmonton game, is because some of those goals that you scored against Edmonton were those gritty goals. You know, you think about Ryan O'Reilly battling in front of the net. When you think of somebody who's going to battle in front of the net, take up net front space, Michael McCarron is pretty much your guy. That's his turf. That's where you're going to see him score his goals, create offensive chances, screen the goaltender, battle for position. And so part of me wonders, you know, was the success in Edmonton a little bit of a prompt for this? Is or is Andrew Burnett still saying, hey, I'm going to keep cycling and shuffling these guys through? Because really, if you think about it, he has not had a chance to get solid looks at a lot of these potential fourth line long term players. You know, McCarron has been healthy scratch. Phil Tomasino has been healthy scratch. We're going to talk about that coming up a little bit. 
but you've also added Sam Fagimo and you've added Liam Foodie and you want to get some looks at them in game situations. And so you almost have to kind of cycle these guys. But part of me does wonder if the success in Edmonton with some of those, you know, kind of more net front battle-y kind of goals are good for it. Also, does goaltending in Calgary have anything to do with maybe plugging in Mike, somebody like Michael McCarron and Cole Smith together? Because those guys are, are you know, low inside turf fellas. Yeah. Noted goal scorer, Michael McCarron. Hey, you know, McCarron coming in uh, screams two things to me. And mm-hmm. um, number one is that, like you said, I think he just wanted to give McCarron a shot. He hasn't played uh, extensively this season. It's kind of been more of the emergency forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two, but the, the second thing is, boy, is is Andrew Burnett prioritizing finding a way to fix this power penalty kill? Very and true. Penalty kill second worst. Uh, in the NHL, despite their five-on-five defense being pretty good. It, it's funny, you know, they, they've gotten better possession as a team. They're more aggressive at getting the puck, especially um, in terms of forechecking and neutral zone defense. It seems to be that, you know, kind of when it, when there's sustained pressure in, yeah. in the defensive zone, that's when the Predators' defense has struggled a bit last year because it's kind of funny. That was sort of the opposite Last year, we talked about, you know, a, a lot of teams putting a lot of shots on goal, but the defense kind of being there to, to block them and stuff like that. Uh, maybe, you know, in terms of the penalty kill, Michael McCarron was actually a pretty good penalty killer for the right. National Predators last year. Uh, somebody who I, I think is, you know, fairly decent at faceoffs, um, good at blocking shots, good at kind of, you know, using his giant six foot five orangutan arm reach he's to got a wingspan of, he has a wingspan. yeah to kind of get in passing lanes and you know sort of be able to pressure the puck without having to get too out of position you know that's if if he comes into the lineup he is a piece of the predators can use on the penalty kill and i'm wondering if that is sort of the precipice for him coming in Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't have anything. Andrew Burnett hasn't come around and said it's like, yes, oh, yeah, yeah, he's here to fix the penalty kill. But you know, I, I would. That's that's mm-hmm. what came to mind is that if Andrew Burnett really wants another decent piece to try to get this penalty kill in order, McCarron would be that guy. Yeah, and you also look at the fact that uh, Max Hurst reported that um, Ryan Patrick did not skate yesterday. So if you're looking at the penalty kill and you take out Ryan McDonough, you need to add a piece to that penalty kill. So you're going to want some Michael McCarron in there as well. So I think, you know, people, you say what you want about Michael McCarron and, you know, even he kind of jokes and says, you know, I'm not the guy that's going to dangle at the blue line and, and make the breakaway, which one day he will, and it will be amazing. But that's not his, that's not necessarily, that's not his, you know, style. But when you can bring something to the penalty kill, especially when you don't have Ryan McDonough, who is one of the best penalty killers, you know, it makes sense that that McDonough or uh, that uh, McCarron would slot in for Andrew Brunette. But I, I think there's I think there's something to it offensively. I think there's something to it a little bit defensively. I do think you're probably onto something with the penalty kill. Yeah. Yeah. 
the third line, which I guess could kind of be your 2B if you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trennan and Sissons, they get Cole Smith. Or no, I'm sorry, they, they get, get um, Yusuf Parsonen. Cole yeah. Smith was on that line the past few games, and now Yusuf Parsonen uh, jumps in. This, this seems like a way to maybe add maybe a little bit more skill to that punch. You know, Colton Sissons has been playing really well. Gosh, yes. uh, ha- has added, you know, a decent chunk of scoring this year for the Nashville Predators. We talked about Yakov Trenton has done a lot of things well for the Nashville Predators. Scoring is not one of them. He still doesn't have a point this year. Yeah. You so parsing it to me and jumping in that line maybe adds a little bit more skill Although yes. so Parson has kind of had trouble scoring here uh, since, you know, the first two weeks of the season or so. That, that seems to be maybe to get some extra scoring punch out of that bunch. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think if you're bringing Yuso Parson in, in with somebody like Colton Sissons, Sissons may be somebody, especially the way that he's playing right now, who can jumpstart something for his line mates. Bless Yakov Trenin. And, the, and you're, I do want to point out, Yakov Trenin is doing so many things right. Statistically, Yakov is killing it, y'all. He's just not scoring the goals yet. But I do like this because, you know, you had Parson in on the top line with Ryan O'Reilly and Philip Forsberg. Maybe he's not quite ready to be back there playing against other top lines. But put him with Colton Sissons and let's see what he can do. Because like you said, this is a skilled player, but he also has like the physicality. You're not sacrificing a lot of physicality when you take out Cole Smith. And I think Cole Smith is the guy that just goes with everything. Cole Smith is the little black dress in the closet. Goes with everything. Every occasion, you can wear it with pearls. You can wear it with a sweatshirt over your shoulders and sneakers. That's Cole Smith. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other side of this is that there's a couple of players coming out of the lineup. Yeah. Uh, if the practice lines are what we wind up seeing in the game, let's put that up. Yeah. Uh, one of them appears to be Phil Tomasino again. Somebody who has not had a good start to the season. Is he someone destined for some time in the AHL? That is a debate that we're about to tackle in just one second. First, though, I want to mention today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And that's because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Again, that's $150 if your team wins. Uh, the Preds take on the Calgary Flames tonight. I don't know why, but FanDuel has the Flames listed as the favorite. So if you want to win on a money line bet, I would maybe advise uh, putting some money on the Nashville Predators because the Flames have not been good. Uh, another decent bet, in is Tommy Novak, plus 320 for any time goal scorer. That's a pickup, too, if you're looking to score. Uh, the cool thing about FanDuel is that there are so many bets that you can do. You can bet them on the spreads for the game. Right now, the Preds, Flames, one and a half goals. Uh, there's player props, like who's going to score the first goal, over-unders, and much, much more. And it's all in an app that's easy to use and so easy to navigate. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL and NHL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Anne, we were talking about the line shakeups. Uh, of course, Mac, Max Hers from 1025 tweeted out the practice lines yesterday. 
and the extra skaters were Phil Tomasino and Sammy Fagimo. Um, those two have kind of been the rotational pieces here over the last little bit. Um, and boy, seeing Phil Tomasino in that role, not exactly what Preds fans imagined all off season in terms of Phil Tomasino. No, and I'm not necessarily sure this is exactly what the Nashville Predators planned on either, because if you look back, kind of the the talk and the opportunity was going to be Phil Tomasino, second line Phil Tomasino, Cody Glass, Gus Nyquist, Phil Tomasino. This is going to become, you know, a, a power scoring line. And that didn't quite materialize. And, and I... Phil Tomasino, I really feel for him. This has been a really challenging start to the season for him being a healthy scratch at times um, and not really finding his game in in game situations and, and not finding that spot. And I feel like Phil Tomasino is one of those players where you feel like there's a spot in the lineup for him there, you know, he has a specific skill set there, you know, he's offensive minded. He's a playmaker. He has a little bit of speed to him. There's going to be a spot. There's going to be a line mate that he's going to work really well with. There's going to be, uh, he's going to add something to a line that might be missing. And that hasn't necessarily been the case so far this season. Yeah, And it does start to worry one a bit. You yeah. Know? What what are they gonna what are what are we gonna do with Phil Tomasino, y'all? What are we doing with Phil Tomasino? Well, you mentioned it's you know the Preds need to find the space for him where he can utilize his offense more, where he can, you know, kind of be that offensive playmaker. The thing is, Andrew Burnett this season, it's not like you know, John Hines last year where he played like one game and then it's like okay, like you're done. See you in Milwaukee, kid. Right. It's not like that situation. It's not like the first year where he's just been stuck on the fourth line with, you know, no nobody line mates. He has been put in those positions right. this year. You know, he spent a lot of time in the top six, uh, and he kind of struggled, especially in, in sort of the two-way game. Mm -hmm. uh, and especially in terms of, you know, not just the two way game, but also generating offense as well. Like that, that's his thing. Uh, you know, he hits a healthy scratch. He comes back. He's on the fourth line, but he's on there with Yuso Parsonen. Uh, and you know, sometimes he was, you know, out there with, with Liam Foodie as well. A lot of people looked at that and were like, Ooh, that's a, that's a fun fourth line. Like this yeah. is somebody that's got a lot of speed, a lot of energy. And he struggled mightily there as well so this is somebody and it's it's weird because you know, like with with good ahl players or young prospects you can be like okay like the skill sets are there um you know all the tools are there and for some reason it's just not translating to the nhl level with uh, with tomasino what's confusing is his skills were translating right at the nhl just a few years ago when yeah. he was like playing 10 11 minutes a night on the Preds fourth line next to you know Michael worse lines than Yusuf <laughs> Parson and Liam Foodie. Yeah. He he was, you know, contributing like 31 points his rookie year, came into the league last year at the end and played pretty well down the stretch after being relegated to start the season. So it's you know, you would you would have to call it just a cold snap for Tomasino this year. 
But it's confusing because the skill sets are clearly there. Yes. Like yeah. it's clearly there. Like he's clearly got what it takes to play at the NHL level because we've seen him do it before. Right. It's just whatever reason he's not able to harness that this season in an environment that is kind of tailor-made for somebody like him to hit the ground running. Well, and we asked Andrew Brunette after Phil Tomasino had been a healthy scratch for a couple of games in a row and said like, hey, what, what do you need to see from Phil Tomasino to kind of work him back in the lineup in, in that? And Andrew Brunette was extremely complimentary. He's like, look, I see his offensive skill set. I know what he can do. I, I believe that he's got these abilities, but it's the 200 foot game. And the other thing that he mentioned was the pace of play. And the Nashville Predators are playing a very different speed and style of game. You would think that would fit well with Tomasino because he is a faster skater. Right. You know, he even said in training camp, I lost weight to be faster, which stressed me out. But, you know, this is somebody who that's a part of that offensive skill set. But Andrew Burnett went on to say, look, we are asking a lot of our forwards to play at the pace that we're playing and to keep track of the puck. And he really wanted to see Tomasino get more accustomed to playing at the pace. And it's one of those things where you almost have to be in the game situation to get used to playing at that pace because, and, and I will say the practices are very high energy. Like Andrew Burnett, they are skating and they are, they are practicing fast, but you really have to be in the game situation to get used to that pace of play. It's a little bit different. And so I see Brunette wanting to get him in and get him used to that. But the flip side is, and this is one of my questions about Phil Tomasino, because we talked about with Michael McCarron, could it be that McCarron is back in the lineup because of the penalty kill? If you look at the power play, which is something that Phil Tomasino had been a part of before, there's really not a spot for him on the on either of the power play units right now. And so I wonder how much of like, you know, Sam Fagimo, that's kind of a, a, a spot for him. That's some, somewhere where, you know, they put him and he had his one goal on the power play. But they don't have a nest. They don't necessarily have a need for Tomasino on the on the power play right now. And I wonder if maybe that's set, yeah. working against him. Yeah, I mean, could be like Tomasino's more of like the playmaker, like distributor uh, than than the finisher. And the Preds, you know, have those type of guys. All right. Like Evangelista is kind of right. that guy. Um, Ryan O'Reilly is definitely that definitely guy, even Gustav Nyquist to an extent. Yeah, um, is that player? So you know, Tomasino's going up against them, but the skills get it, it should translate, and yes, like it should translate. Yeah. And the, what's concerning is you know, because we talk about pace and speed and all that, like he's a fast guy, he's you know, quickness that's what won him over. It's just sort of, I think, the pace of the NHL game getting to him uh, and the style the Preds want to play, that's a, a little bit concerning. You know, I mean, is he going to yeah. be the guy that looked good because he was, you know, operating at 85% and the rest of the Preds were going at 70% because that was John Hines' system. Now that everybody is going 100%, is he going to be able to make up that extra 15%? Yeah, I think that's a valid question. I do. And you also have to weigh in, 
you know, I wonder about just confidence in the mental aspect of the game, because let's face it, Tomasino's trajectory the last couple of seasons has been very up and down. So you wonder, you know, as a young player, you know, is is he still feeling good? I mean, obviously he's confident in his game. He's confident in his skill set. But, you know, how does this in and out of the lineup sort of affect momentum for him? And, and you know, just to make, make sure that that aspect of his game is still okay. Because when he does get in the lineup when he does get to a point where he is hopefully playing the way Andrew Burnett wants to see him play. You want to have him playing that way with confidence. So I think there's a lot to keep your eye on with Phil Tomasino. Do you think he's going to end up in Milwaukee? Well, the, that's, that's the, the question I was going to transition to was Cody Glass mm-hmm. maybe back, you know, sooner rather than later. Uh, when he does, somebody's coming off IR, which means somebody's going to get bumped. Yeah. Uh, and you know, look, Tomasino, um, you know, it's, it's clearly between him and, uh, Figimo and Figimo would have to go through waivers again. Um, you know, have, and that's going to be the battle between those yeah. two is who, who's going to show that they can be more impactful, rotate in more nights and more, you know, situations. Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to see, but, uh, Preds play the Calgary flames tonight. Uh, one way the Preds can beat the flames coming up in just one second. First, we'll let you know this episode's brought to you by our great friends at the Sleeper app. A new NHL season is upon us, and with it comes all sorts of hopes and possibilities. Ryan O'Reilly could score 50 goals, y'all. The Predators, well, they could, in theory, hoist the Stanley Cup. (laughs) And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. You can go on the Sleeper app and check out things like game highlights, scores, and stats. And you can even catch up on all the trending NHL stories with other Nashville Predators fans with their team chat function. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether players like Philip Forsberg, Tommy Novak, Ryan O'Reilly will record more or less than their Sleeper projections on things like goals, assists, plus minus, and so much more. In tonight's game, for instance, will Gus Nyquist get more? More or less than 0.5 goals? Will Alexander Carrier get more or less than two and a half blocked shots? Will Ryan O'Reilly get more or less than one and a half shots on goal? To win 100 times your bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Preds fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, and the road trip. A uh, few more games. Yep. <laughs> and then we are on to greener pastures. And by yes. greener pastures, I mean Nashville. Bridgestone. Bridgestone <laughs> Arena. Bridgestone Nashville Arena. Predators taking on the Calgary Flames tonight. It is an 8 o'clock central puck drop. 
Uh, the Preds, of course, coming off the big win against Edmonton last week, feeling some momentum. Uh, the mm-hmm. Calgary Flames, oh, they're, they are a hockey team, and <laughs> they are a hockey team that plays in the NHL. They are a hockey team. Now, they are coming off of a win over the Seattle Kraken, but I think the big storyline for tonight for Calgary and for the Nashville Predators is that they will be playing without one of their big players. Goal leader Andrew Mangiapane is out one game with a suspension after cross-checking the neck of Jared McCann while he was already down on the ice. We could we could do a whole show on that one suspension. <laughs> instead of, I don't know, three. But anyway, it works out great for us. So he will be out of the lineup tonight. Uh, Nazem Kadri, you know, kind of the big get for the Calgary Flames uh, a couple seasons ago. Slow start, but he has had uh, four points in his last, or five points in his last four games. So he's kind of warming up, something to keep an eye on. Um, Goaltending, just sort of eh for the Calgary Flames, my friends. Just sort of eh. So there's opportunities here for the Nashville Predators to uh, to come away with two more points on on a pretty tough road trip. But the, I think there are some things that the Preds are going to have to do well to come away and and get these points, and they need them. Let's yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Calgary's goaltending. That has been the biggest change from I think a couple seasons ago. Yeah, when Calgary was such a dominant team, looked like they could be like on the cusp of being a real Western Conference contender. Having two of your star players not want to play in Calgary anymore probably derailed that. But another big reason is is the goaltending. You know, Jacob Markstrom had ten shutouts. You know, a couple seasons ago was was a you know Vezina front runner. Uh, has not found that form the past couple of seasons. 897 save percentage this year. Uh, remember, he didn't have a good season last year either. Yeah. And I, I'm sure it's frustrating for Flames fans to, you know, kind of kind of see this because it, it's one of those situations like, okay, well, we know he can be mm-hmm. a yes. goaltender. Yeah. Uh, You've brought home just, an A before. Don't bring us home a C plus. Yeah. Uh, and just hasn't found it the past couple of years and doesn't look like he's finding it much either. And then you have Dan Vladar, uh, who is a pretty solid backup a couple of years ago uh, in in that Flames team that, you know, looked pretty dominant, abysmal this year. 844 is safe percentage, and Rough. that's like, you know, that is like 50 points below what we would consider a very bad goaltender. He's 50 <laughs> points below this. This is like the emergency backup goalie coming yeah. off the bench. Uh, but that's that's kind of the bread and butter for the Calgary Flames is their goaltending, is their defense. Uh, and, and it just hasn't been there this year. And, and you mentioned, you know, the, the goal scoring just I think is also kind of lacking behind yeah. where it needs to be. Elias Lindholm is eight points in 11 games. They're leading scorer. Uh, that's not going to be high enough to compete with, you know, some of the high powered Western conference teams. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's just not a lot of redeeming qualities about this flame team right now. It is a tough start to the season for Calgary. And, 
you know, it's got to be discouraging. I'm with you. It's like, you you know, this is a team that's got pieces that can do it. They just have not put it together yet. So this is a great opportunity for the Nashville Predators. I think there's a couple things that the Predators need to do in, in talking about goaltending. I think the first thing is the Predators just put shots on goal. I mean, make it rain pucks on their goaltender, who, whoever it is. Uh, Dan Vladar uh, got the start in the game against Seattle that they did win. They're coming off of one of their three wins. Um, so I don't know whether we'll see him, whether we'll see Markstrom, but I think the Nashville Predators just pepper the net with goals. Uh, you know, we talked about Michael McCarron being net front. Get the greasy goals. Like they're giving up rebounds. Just get the rebounds and put them back in. So I think just a lot of offensive pressure. Stop skating around looking for the perfect shot. We just put pucks on net and and clean up what doesn't go in the first time. So I think that's going to be huge for the Nashville Predators. Just pressure the goaltenders. Yeah. And I will point out the the one strong part of Calgary's game is yeah. their penalty kill. Yeah. It's about 90%. So for the Nashville Predators, it is a decent test. If you can get some time uh, at five on four on the man advantage to maybe test to see how good your power play is uh, because Calgary, that's like the one redeeming aspect of their game is they're right. pretty good uh, defending the man advantage. So the Nashville Predators, this is going to be a good test for them too, especially that top line of O'Reilly uh, and Philip Forsberg and Tommy Novak to get some sustained pressure on the penalty kill and kind of test where you are uh, against you know a pretty good penalty killing team. Yeah, definitely a great uh, measuring stick game for something like the power play. Uh, their power play, Calgary's power play, not super cooking here. So, you know, it makes me feel a little bit better. Like we said, not 100% sure that Ryan McDonough is going to be back in the lineup for, you know, the defense and on the penalty kill. And I think the defense really is going to have to play, you know, as well as they did in Edmonton, you know, when you don't have you know, Ryan McDonough, I thought Mark Delgaiso, of course, we talked about it, came in and played really well. Yeah. You know, need solid defense. I think uh, if Soros gets the start in net, it'll be great to uh, just kind of have a good, solid defensive performance in front of him. This is a game the Nashville Predators can win, but this is a game they're going to have to execute as well as they did in some of the games that they didn't get the wins in. Like this is one of those games where play well, but also get the two points. This would yeah, be great. And again, like this is, you know, against a bad Calgary team, Predators are coming off a, a big win against Edmonton. Yeah. This is like one of those, okay, if you don't get momentum going here, like yeah. if, if you don't use this as kind of a prime opportunity to really kind of extend your momentum streak, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So, you know, <laughs> Nashville Predators, I would say, should win this game. But again, yeah. it's the NHL. Anything can happen on a given night, and it's going to be up to the Preds to execute. So yeah. uh, on tomorrow's show, we'll have our one word and any interesting things that happen during the game. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter X, whatever, at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at penaltyboxradio.com. Find me on X at underscore NS Morgan. Follow the podcast on X at LO underscore Predators. And follow us on social media. Just search Locked on Predators on Instagram or Facebook to find us. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, no matter how you're listening. Whether you're streaming us on your favorite platform or watching us on YouTube, those subscribes really help us. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. 
back tomorrow with Flames Preds recap. We'll see you then.